0: Good morning from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. Welcome back to the second hour of Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. I'm a horticulturist, landscape designer, and garden author. I hope you have a joyful Passover and happy Easter weekend. It's a wonderful weekend. We're going to get a little bit of rain, but it should happen in the afternoon. It shouldn't spoil any of our events. I will be at a sunrise service uh, tomorrow morning, so it's just going to be beautiful. I was even watching the moon this morning. And it was so bright and full this morning. So you also may want to celebrate Earth Day by coming to see me at the City of Sanford's WaterWise event, which is going to be held at Lowe's on Orlando Avenue. And uh, I'll be there um, helping people buy plants and selecting plants for their landscape and maybe giving them design ideas. If they bring me their photographs, I can help diagnose an issue or uh, just tell them what the plant's name is. That's always a lot of fun. So uh, if you'd like me to help you design your landscape, come see me today. I will be there from 9.30 to noon, and there'll be lots of great Earth Day conservation uh, help for you and freebies to give away. So you definitely want to come and see there. So uh, uh, our dirty word of the day is going to be associated with Todd's uh, email question this morning. And he was asking about cross pollination between the plums. And we'll bring John Denver in right now.
1: Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch. Row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling
0: down. So cross-pollination, or oligami, is the transference of pollen grains from the anther of one plant to the stigma of a flower of another plant of the same species. So the advantages of having cross-pollination is that the offspring of the plants are always healthier. You get a new genetic combinations, which are healthier, and it also supports evolution. Now, the disadvantages of cross-pollination is that these plants are dependent upon another variety called an agent that's always going to be there. It also, cross-pollination, also wastes a lot of pollen. And so I see it on my car. I see it on, uh, you know, everything that I sit on in the patio areas. But it also, flowers need to spend energy in producing nectar and color to attract pollinators. So it do, it needs to have um, a really good healthy plant. Now there's agents of pollination. What do I mean by that? Well, your um, pollination can be either biotic or abiotic. And biotic is by animals, okay? Animals and insects. And so plants that need animals and insects to pollinate them are like the lotus and sunflowers. Birds pollinate bottle brush and pineapple guava. Bats pollinate the baobab African tree which I just saw last week at the epiphyte garden. And then there's also snails that pollinate plants. Did you know that? Roundleaf bindwing is one of them. The snails cross over the weeds, and cross over the flowers. And by doing that, and they touch different flowers, they're going to get pollinated. And then also certain orchids are pollinated by ants. Now, there's also non-living agents, too, as well, that pollinate. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm talking about the wind. And so the wind pollinates certain trees like willow, cottonwood, poplar, and alder. And then such flowers as dandelions. All right, grasses are pollinated, and also grains oats, rice, wheat, corn, rye, and barley. So when you see those waves of grain flowing in the wind, they're being pollinated. Also, two eel grasses, aquatic plants, can be water pollinated. So other examples of plants that cross pollinate are evening primrose, iris, pumpkins. I just saw Lizzie's eyes light up. I did. Grapes and grasses, apples, maple trees, daffodils, cucubits, blueberries, cherry trees, and apple trees, just to name a few. So cross-pollination is very important for the plants. So that's my Dirty Word of the Day. If you'd like to read more of the Dirty Words of the Day and what to do in your landscape, along with my design tips and more, you can go to betterlawns.com. And so we'll do that uh, as well. You can also send us a text message at 23680. And you can call me at one we have got some great text messages coming in. Heath was on the line before the break. So let's go ahead and take Heath in Ormond Beach. Good morning, Heath. How can I help you? Good morning, Teresa. And my vote is always for the John Denverer. Oh, Just to let you know. Wonderful! Thank you so much. We need a we need a little more softness in the world, so don't worry about it. That's wonderful. Um, I do appreciate that.
1: Um, I bought a little I, um, eureka lemon tree last fall and I planted. It's probably about a foot, maybe a foot tall. It's not very big. It, it was doing really well, but it's dropped all its leaves. It did it, it did flower and produce some little lemons, but there's no. There's like one leaf on the tree. How tall? And oh, there's um, only
0: one leaf on the tree.
1: Yeah. How tall
0: are? How tall is it, it? It's only about like a foot, maybe a foot and a half. Um, it's real small. I got probably the smallest one. It was okay. Um, and so, I, how? I mean, how often are you fertilizing it? I put the
1: uh, the slow release on it. I did
0: feed it some Miracle Grow. Um, I'm,
1: I've, I've followed directions. and I put the the, the slow release fertilizer on it okay that but, sounds
0: good but uh, how often are you watering
1: i'm pr- i'm watering it pretty much every day i'm not putting a lot of water on it because i'm doing it every day but right I'm no so that's it.
0: that's that's what's doing it so you want to water once or twice a week give it a good soaking and the small amount of water is not helping it so give it lots of water twice a week and let it soak through the bottom of the pot okay or in the ground um, all right
1: yeah, and the stems are green and everything. It, looks, it still looks a lot. It sounds but, like it got yeah. a little
0: fertilizer burn and lots of too much water. So that's a great question, Heath. Thank you so much. I appreciate you calling in. We've got Carol Michaels. She is the better uh, award-winning garden author and one half of the Garden Evangelist podcast. Carol Michael will join us to talk about springtime in the garden from Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. It's Saturday morning. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. And this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
2: Hi, Darcy the Cow here for Black Cow, the mature manure. Planting a sustainable vegetable garden helps to protect the environment, and there's nothing like knowing where your vegetables came from. Black Cow is a natural fertilizer with 10 times more nutrients than garden soil. Everything grows better with Black Cow, you know. That's BlackCowKOW.com. Black
3: Cow. The mature manure, Black Cow. What do I love about
4: the water? Reeling in a good catch. Oh, yeah, that's a keeper. Teaching the kids to swim in the lake, then pushing them on a rope swing over the creek. And watching the sunset with the family out on the boat. In our life jackets, of course.
2: Discover the joy of being on the water safely. Life jackets save lives. Wear it, Florida. This message is
4: brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Visit myfwc.com
5: for tips on how to keep you and your family safe on the water. Kids are amazing. And at Florida Kid Care, we think their health care should be amazing too. That's why millions of Florida's kids from birth through the end of age 18 get their health and dental insurance for free or at a low cost. And your child can, too. Apply today at floridakidcare.org or 1-888-540-KIDS. That's 1-888-540-5437.
3: After Jesus was crucified on the cross for our sins, the Bible tells us they took his body and wrapped it in strips of cloth with spices according to Jewish custom. When their work was done, the stone was rolled into place, sealing the tomb. Some of the greatest blessings in life are the sounds that we hear. (laughs) But inside the tomb, there was total silence. Have you ever experienced silence from God? Ever wonder if he hears us or even cares? Well, you can know this for sure. God always hears and cares, but sometimes he works powerfully in times of silence. The silent tomb became an empty tomb when Jesus rose from the grave. Easter is a great reminder that even when God is silent, He's always working. You can still trust Him. This is bryant Wright, hoping you'll find a place to worship the risen Lord this Easter.
6: For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. World class plant experts, beautiful flowers and foliage, a kids zone, juried artists and crafters, and free admission. Sounds pretty great, right? If you agree, then you won't want to miss the 60th annual Apopka Art and Foliage Festival, April 23rd and 24th at Kitland Nelson Park. Check out the incredible flowers and foliage, talk to plant doctors, and learn more about conservation. Plus, over 75 award winning artists and crafters. We'll have live entertainment, great food, a children's art area, and more. Or visit Apopka Art Life
4: can be full of risks
0: Good morning. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. Happy Easter, Passover, or Earth Day. I'm Teresa Watkins, your host, horticulturist, landscape designer. You can find out more about me on my website, she-consulting.com. So, longtime friend and delightful garden writer from Indianapolis, Indiana, Carol Michael has been called the Irma Bombeck of gardening. I love to have Carol on during the holidays because of her delightful books, encompass all the, enti- the entire garden year carol has the award-winning maydreams garden blog and the award-winning podcast the garden evangelist podcast with d nash joining us this morning from indiana thank you carol for coming on it's good to talk to you good to talk to you teresa good morning good morning so what kind of easter weather are you experiencing this weekend
8: Well, it's going to be highs in the
0: 50s, but it's not going to rain anymore, I think, until Monday. So we're good. Good. No, 50 degrees is lovely. I love that kind of temperature. That's winter here in Florida. But, uh, you know, as long as it's not raining, that's that's good for you. So we were talking, and you were telling me some delightful stories about your Easter holidays. And so I wanted to bring you on. And tell us how you celebrate Easter in the garden.
8: So I host what I... Uh, called The Greatest Family Easter Egg Hunt. And I have to put the word family in there because people hear about it and they're like, can I bring my kids? And I'm like, are we related? <laughs> so, but we, we hide. Well, candy. are we? <laughs> no, no, if, if we're related. But, okay. Uh, we, we hide plastic eggs and they're filled with money and candy. And uh, because of my garden, I try to have flowers blooming on Easter and there's plenty of places to hide eggs, The kids love it. And so when, when some of my nieces and nephews got to be where they had their own jobs and money, I had to stop uh, telling them that they're out of the hunt, especially <laughs> if you bring your own
0: kids. <laughs> <laughs> so so what kind of flowers do you have blooming right now?
8: Oh, they're all, uh, we have tulips, we have daffodils, we have hyacinths, we have little things called bishop's hats, which is a sweet little epimedium. We have violets showing up in the yard. So we are really sort of at the, the top of the hill, I think, when it comes to spring bloom. And it's, it's all just going to burst forth any day now. It's been a very slow
0: spring. I can appreciate that. So now, Carol, we live in different gardening zones. Indiana is like zone 5 to 6, and Florida's zone 8 to 12. But do you know any snowbirds that come down here to Florida? And do they, do they tell you about how different gardening is in the south? I have some snowbirds
8: from my neighborhood, but they go down there for the golfing in their <laughs> the time and to sit on the beach. And so they're not big gardeners. And so I noticed the way they garden is they have a crew come in before they arrive back from Florida. to kind of fluff everything up in their yard so then they can spend the summer not worrying about it.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that, you know, it's something that I like to have low maintenance landscapes. So I tell people I design landscapes that you only have to really, you know, go out there twice, a, you know, a year. And then the rest of the time, especially if they have turf, they just need to mow it. And it's really a, a low care now. So with your four seasons in Indiana, um, what do you think, uh, snowbirds? What what do you think Florida's not getting when we have when we talk about springtime?
8: Well, I think when you're talking about springtime, and I've talked to people when I used to work who were consultants, and they would come up, and they would see winter, and it's all brown and yucky, and, and then they return one week, and it's like, wow, where'd all this growth come from? Where'd all this greenery come from? And so it is a big wow moment for some people who don't experience a true spring where we literally go from brown to green.
0: And it lasts so long there, but in the north. So how long does your winter season last?
8: So winter season, I always say around Thanksgiving, uh, maybe a little bit earlier, and then we're kind of buttoned up through December, January, February. March, in my garden, things are starting to happen, maybe not in other gardens, but I plan for year-round bloom. So I look for stuff that's going to bloom when you wouldn't typically expect to see a bloom.
0: Oh, that, that would be nice. So I, I worked in Pennsylvania, and I did not real, realize that there was a place on this earth that the sun did not shine for weeks and weeks and weeks. I thought, don't you people know about Florida? But it was very interesting that, you know, the winter, the, the snow and the dark skies. Do you get the dark skies, too, during the day where the sun doesn't shine?
8: We do some. Um, And I used to know the statistic of how many sunny days we had in Indiana or how many cloudy days. But, you know, if it's not raining and get out into the garden, a little bit of cloud cover doesn't bother me.
0: Well, that's going out. There you go. That's a true gardener for you. So your winter season lasts from like the end of November, Thanksgiving through through spring, through Easter. Our winters last here from Tuesday through Thursday. Okay, that's (laughs) only three days at the most, and the sun shines the whole time. So as a garden author, during these dark days or when you have to be inside, what kind of gardening books do you read? So this
8: winter, I was really reading a lot of books by an old author named Hal Borland. and I believe he died in 1978, but he was uh, quite the nature writer and I guess pretty well regarded back in the 20th century. And one of his books um, is that not really about gardening, but was about his dog. It was called A Dog That Came to Stay, and I just loved it. And I don't have a dog, and I thought that was beautiful. And then his book about the four seasons in Connecticut where he was living was called This Hill, This Valley. Loved it. And he had a whole section on how his wife grew lettuce.
0: And I just read that, and I thought, wow, that is great advice. I'm going to follow it this year. (laughs) That's wonderful. So, you know, talking about books to read, your garden series, this is a great segue, that you have five charming garden book series, Digging and Delightful, Living Your Best Garden Life, and then Creatures and Critters, Potted and Pruned, Homegrown and Handpicked, Seeded and Sodded, and then my favorite, The Christmas Cottontail. So tell us a little bit about these books and, uh, you know, what they encompass and, and how people can get them.
8: Well, they're just books of little garden essays. Some of them are funny. Some of them are not so funny. But I just try to put a little spin on gardening that it's not always going to go the way you want, but you're going to always have fun. And so I've written these five books, and I I thought it was going to be one book, and then it was two, three
0: and there might be a six I don't know I think I'm hoping so because I think they're just delightful to read they make great Mother's Day gifts can people uh our listener audience can they still get uh books for Mother's Day oh absolutely uh
8: they can get we got plenty of time we have what a month till Mother's Day mm-hmm. you know?
0: so great. so give us your website where they can read your blog and sign up for the newsletters even if they're up north or there's snowbirds down here Yes, it's
8: caroljmichael.com,
0: and that's M-I-C-H-E-L. And, and so you can go up and sign up for that, and then you can also order the books on, on um, Amazon and Barnes & Noble's, um all those kind of good bookstores. And it's, I've seen it even in little independent bookstores, so it's just wonderful. And uh, then they can go to your website. And how do they get a signed copy? They get a fine
8: copy by buying it directly from me and um I ship pretty quick. So it's right there on
0: my website. Well that's great. So now what do you do you plant vegetables uh in your garden, Carol? Oh yeah, I plant vegetables. Uh, I planted
8: peas, radishes, spinach, lettuces, uh kale. That's what's in the garden so far, but I'll do the whole summer garden too.
0: That's wonderful. And so what what is your your biggest complaint about gardening that you have to do?
8: Guys, there's something I don't like to do about gardening. I, I cannot think what it would be. See, I love that. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, you approach everything with uh, I'm blessed to have the health, I'm blessed to have the garden. I'm blessed to have the tools. And so I'm just going to go out there and smile. And I I. I'm one of the people who actually loves to mow, too, so
0: you, I don't know what it would be. You and Joni McCubbin, that's wonderful. I love that, too. So now your Easter, when does that start for you? When When is the family coming?
8: Well, this year, because of uh, kids' naps and things like that, we're actually going to do it later this afternoon into the early evening.
0: That's great. That'll be a lot of fun. How many will show up?
8: So I have six little hunters. And this year, I did something special. I wrote a story about the six little hunters, and I numbered the sentences, and I printed it, cut it up, and I stuck it in some of the eggs so they can piece together, and at the end, we'll have a little story that they can read.
0: Oh, that's a great idea. That's wonderful. Carol, thank you so much for joining us on Better Lawns and Gardens. I hope it was my pleasure. Oh, it's, it's just always wonderful to talk to you. Everyone needs to go to your wonderful website and get your books. They're wonderful gifts for new and expert gardeners and mom. They're just nice to read. And I have a lovely picture that we'll be posting on Better Lawns and Gardens Facebook page today that has the Easter Bunny and the Easter Bunny has your books in the basket.
8: Thank you so much, Teresa.
0: All right. Take care talk to you soon all right So that's carol michael and you can go to her website carol j michael at carol j and you can order her books there and you can read her blogs and she is just delightful the books i love all of them and the peter cottontail or the christmas cottontail
2: i love that book and that was so sweet i meant to thank her
8: so much for donating that to the library I, I love it. It's
0: the cutest story ever. It does. And I always say that Hollywood needs to look at it and make it a new Christmas special. Let's go real quick to these um, text messages. Thank you for sending them. If you have a question, you can text us at 23680. Good morning. I'm starting an above-ground vegetable garden. What kind of soil should I use? They live in Central Florida, and they said, have a wonderful Easter. Well, thank you. You do. Ha- uh, I hope you have a wonderful Easter, too. You can use potting soil, garden soil from uh, either... A uh, independent nursery or the box stores, and then you can mix it with black cow manure. That's going to give you a really great garden start. So those are really good uh, potting soils, and make sure you add black cow. And when should you feed your crepe myrtles, and uh, what should you feed your crepe myrtles and when? And then also the same for azaleas. You want to use a blooming fertilizer for your crepe myrtles and your azaleas. For your azaleas, you want to make sure it's acidic fertilizer. That's going to help it, especially if your pH is not correct. And so that will be a, uh, a wonderful one. Crepe Myrtles Blooming Fertilizer. And then when, as often as the label tells you. You want to do it three to four times a year. We're going to take a break right now. It's a perfect time to call or text your gardening question. Just dial one 45 lawns or 23680. I'm Teresa Watkins from the Summit Responsible Solution Studios. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
4: If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may
7: qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline
4: tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't
7: that's 802-341-4542. Do you have
4: a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job?
7: that's 800-432-3916. Life can be full of risks.
2: Call Rate Genius now.
7: 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors.
2: The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type one or type two diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day,
7: 800-513-1652. That's
0: 800-513-1652. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. Thank you to all our new listeners. And I want to say a big hello uh, to Naples, to the to the Naples Master Gardeners, uh, uh, underneath the tutelage of Tom Beck. He's the... Florida-friendly landscaping agent uh, down in Naples, and I talked to them this week, and I just so glad that they're listening in. And uh, you know, if you know someone who loves gardening, please let them know about Better Lawns and Gardens, and then you can go to our Facebook page, Better Lawns and Gardens, and it's the name of it. If you want to put it in, it's BLG Radio, and uh, like. And we almost have a thousand listeners on there. So like so I'd like to boost that. So if you go to the page, please like and give us a review. Uh, five stars is always appreciated. Uh, if you know about uh, anyone else, just let them know. They can call in with their garden question. You can call me at 188-455-2967, or you can text me at 23680. Let's go to Lily in Orlando who has a great garden name. Lily, good morning. Thank you for calling in. Good morning, Lily. This is Lee. Lee. Oh, Lee. There you oh, go. Yeah. Oh, okay, Lee. Thank you so much. How can I help you? Oh,
5: you just talked about pollination? Yes. I have a uh, cucumber
0: and uh, zucchini, I think. Okay. I got uh, all kinds of flowers, but that's it. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Okay, so uh, are they in full sun? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to tell you how to pollinate them, okay? You can hand okay. pollinate zucchini and c- cucumbers. So what I want you to do is in the morning, because uh-huh. the, the pollen is available very, very uh, a lot of pollen is available in the morning time. So I want you to do it in the morning. Then I want you to find the male flower, and then the female flower. Now the male flower is going to have this the anthers coming up out of the flower. And the female one is going to have a stigma at the top there above. So you'll be able to differentiate between the two, male and female. Okay? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm lost. Okay, male flower looks like what? The male flower, if you look at it, has the anthers coming up out of it. Out of the out of the bloom, so you want to find a male flower, and the female flowers. Okay. You could, mm, uh, what what is that coming out of a flower? <laughs> you mean the middle, middle section? Okay. So, uh, do you have access to a computer? Yes. Okay. So I want you to Google. This is our uh, dirty uh, dirty directions of the day, and so uh, we're. Uh, birds and the bees okay so i want you to google zucchini male flower and female flower and they'll show you pictures of them oh great okay okay so then what (laughs) you do is with with the male flower you want to pull the petals off okay Okay. leave the center but pull the petals off and then you want to very gently take the center of the uh the answers and the pollen And wipe them on, just touch very gently the female flowers that are still attached to the plant. Okay. Okay, and you just gently touch it, and then you just repeat that process, and you got to do it in the morning, and then go through and touch all the flowers. Now, you can also do it with a little brush if you'd like, a little, mm-hmm. little tiny paintbrush that you use for like watercolor or something. And you can take mm-hmm. the a watercolor brush and go on the inside uh, and collect the pollen on the brush and then take the brush and, and then touch all the female flowers.
8: Okay. okay.
0: Okay? And do it in the morning. Now, if you have trouble identifying them, then just, just go onto the internet and Google zucchini male flower. and okay. And then just Click on the images, and it'll show you a picture of them, okay? Good, good. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome, uh, Lee. Thank you so much for calling and listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. And then let me know how you do. Let me know if you get any baby zucchinis. Okay, there you go. That's super. So let's go to our next message. Hold on just a second. Let me just do my computer there. So... um I wasn't able to get through, Teresa, on the number you gave me. So I don't know what that means. Oh, that's, I know what that means. There you go. Uh, morning, this is John in Kissimmee. I was wondering about my two nice three-year-old fire bushes that the cold about killed. They have a couple of signs of growth but are 95% no growth. Should I let them go and see what happens or cut them down and start over again? And he loves the John Denver song, too. That's great. Okay, so uh, this John... What I need you to do is just cut it down, all the brown off. So when you're cutting it, if it's dead, cut it off, okay? And you cut it down until you see new green. I guarantee you, your firebush is going to recover. It just may take a you know a couple of weeks, a little bit more weeks. But if you cut all of the dead parts of your firebush off, it will recover, okay? Great question. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. Um, when should you feed? I got that one. I just received um Lizzie, i'm gonna let you take that text message or let me know what to do with that text okay message. all right and then so and then they called back or they called back again, so you can call me at 1-888-455-2967, and you can um take uh I'd love to hear your voice and help you with your question, or you can text at two three six eight zero. If you enjoy Pinterest pinning, Pinterest boards, I love Pinterest. I have over 100 boards on Pinterest. Teresa Watkins FL. You can check them out there. And you can see all the plants I love and all of the the different boards. I have everything from tropical plants to bulbs to springtime to different places in the world. uh, Gardening and then design options. You'll love all of the boards. Herbs, everything's on there. I just love it. Okay, so this is April. What should you be doing this time of the year? This is the time to go ahead and make sure you're getting your fertilizer down on your turf, your fruit trees, all of your blooming uh, plants. Springtime, April, this is the time to do that. To make sure that you're not going to hurt them, make sure your plants are watered first a couple of days beforehand or rain. Now, for turf, never fertilize before a rainstorm. Okay, it's the exact opposite of what I just told you. So plants and shrubs and trees, you can fertilize before rain. Your turf, your lawn, don't fertilize before rainstorm. Because usually the front yards or the turf, they're going to go and they're sloped down to the road or your driveway. And when we get a heavy rain, then it's going to wash your fertilizer away. So you don't want to do that. Always fertilize your turf after a rainstorm. Okay, okay. And that will be good. You want to come out and see me today? I'm going to be at the City of Sanford's Waterwise event at the Lowe's on Orlando Avenue in Sanford. You can come there. I will be there from 930 to noon. Bring me your pictures and your design. I would love to see and help you. I'll even help you select plants. So when you're in the final 15 minutes, you can give us a call. one 455 2967 Or you can text 23680 I'm Teresa Watkins. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
2: Darcy the cow here for Black Cow, the mature manure. Planting a sustainable vegetable garden helps to protect the environment, and there's nothing like knowing where your vegetables came from. Black Cow is a natural fertilizer with 10 times more nutrients than garden soil. Everything grows better with Black Cow, you know. That's BlackCowKOW.com. Black Cow, the mature manure.
3: Black Cow
2: Life happens. Getting married, moving, new baby, loss of health insurance. If you've had a life-changing event, you may qualify for a special enrollment period in the health insurance marketplace. Visit healthcare.gov and see if you qualify. Need help? A navigator from Covering Florida can help you through the process and find the best plan for you and your family. Visit coveringflorida.org or call 877-813-9115 to make an appointment. Assistance is always free and confidential.
6: More than 56,000 distracted driving crashes happened last year in Florida and sadly more than 300 people involved in those crashes never made it home. Distracted driving puts everyone on the road in danger. The text can wait, put it down and focus on driving. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. When it
3: comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro Zero Turnmowers cut big yards down to size in less time. So you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features like MyRide Suspension that take the ache out of acreage. Massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction and ultra-durable iron-forged cutting decks you can rely on for years to come bull through anything that dares get in your way toro count on it visit toro.com zero turn to find yours
0: have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants control these pests with BTI the active ingredient in mosquito bits this naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil just follow the easy instructions on the label Mosquito bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com.
7: It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family.
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. You still have time for your phone calls at 1-888-455-2967, or you can text me at 23680. If you're having trouble getting through, just go ahead and try again, please. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, um, and I can answer your gardening questions or help you with landscape design questions. Let's go to David in Ormond Beach. Good morning, David. Hi, good morning. Um,
9: I bought a house about, uh, oh, almost two years ago and inherited a nice, about a 15-foot-high avocado tree.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. And
9: uh, first year I was there, it produced nothing. This year, it's full of blooms, and uh, I'm excited about that. But Mm -hmm. I just wondered: uh, Do you know if it's a biennial producer, or is there a way I can uh, get it to produce every year like this?
0: Okay, and so you know, flowers need energy and nutrition to produce, you know, fruit. So, how often are you fertilizing it?
9: Honestly, I just started uh, uh, and put some citrus slash avocado fertilizer from Lowe's on it, and uh, so it's been fertilized. A few days now. And I also had a few leaves look like they were being eaten. So I sprayed it with uh, neem oil. Mm-hmm. So that's it.
0: Okay, good. It right now. Okay, so when something has fruit or flowers, you need to fertilize it on a regular basis. And by regular, I mean consistent. So if the label says use every three months, or if it's a six month fertilizer, use every six months, you want to be consistent with the fertilizer. Okay? And right. that's going to give it the nutrition it needs to produce fruit. So, uh, you know, you sound like you're doing good. It's Sometimes fruit trees take time off. They'll skip a year and then they'll have a great production the next year, especially if it's heavy. They may do may alternate years. But if you're fertilizing on a regular basis, it should just be fine. Now, a 15-foot t- tree is, is, is good size um, and it seems to be like four to five years old. So, you know, Fruit trees or avocados last a long time, and I've seen them as tall as 25, 30 feet. So uh, if you, um, you know, keep up the fertilizing, it should produce every year. Great. Okay. Uh, Now, you're in Ormond Beach. If we get a cold snap, it may drop those flowers. Now, the neem oil is perfect for the insects. So you're doing everything right. I'm so glad. Good. All right. Let me know how you do, David. All right. I appreciate it. Thank Thank you you so much. much. All right, let's go to Carol uh, uh, Carol Hoffman. She is the Lake County Master Gardener, and she wants to talk about a special event that's coming up. Good morning, Carol. How are you? Good morning, Teresa. <clears throat> yes, I'm
5: a Master Gardener in Lake County, and we're having our um, our plant sale April the thirtieth
0: from eight o'clock to twelve o'clock. Well, I will tell you, it's one of the best plant sales for Master Gardener Clinic in the state. I love how you do it. And you help teach the Master Gardeners how to propagate plants, right? Yes, I do. Uh,
5: We, uh, like this year at our plant sale, we will have about 3,500 to 4,000 plants that we propagate. We propagate all of our plants. Uh, We don't buy
0: anything, so... um, Yes. Wonderful. Now, um, so what kind of special things? Does anybody need to bring anything when they come to the plant sale? And and tell me where they, it's at. It is at
5: 1951 Woodley Road. It's at the corner into Tavares, and it's at the corner of Woodley Road and Route
0: 19. Excellent. It's at the
5: University of Florida Extension
0: Office. Excellent. And so do they need to bring anything?
5: If they have their own wagon, they can bring that. But we do provide wagons also. So if they don't have one, they can use one of ours.
0: Oh, excellent. And we take take cash, check, or credit cards. Excellent. And also, too, you need to come early. They start lining up early for that, right? They do.
5: They we open at 8, but people start coming about 7 o'clock to, to get in line. Oh. And usually by
0: 10 o'clock, most of our plants are gone. That's wonderful. Oh, Carol, thank you so much for calling in. That's April 30th at Lake County Master Gu- or Lake County Extension Office. They're off of 19 into Carol, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Teresa. All right, bye-bye. Let's go to Jane in Tallahassee. Good morning, Jane. How can I help you? Hi there, it's James, but that's okay.
5: Um, two questions. One is, somebody gave me a gift of amarellas, and I don't know how to take care of them at all. I don't know how much sun, water, or how to help propagate them. Okay. And, and two, I have a Japanese maple that's very leggy instead of full, and I know you can't prune them till winter time, but... I'm not sure if I should cut the bottom ones off or top it off or what
0: to do with it. Okay, so your first question is amaryllis, and your amaryllis grow in full sun. And, uh, you know, they uh, do well here in Florida in the ground, so you can keep them in the ground. They like moist soils, and so they should do just fine for you. Your Japanese maple, uh, you know, I would say that any branches that you don't want, you can cut off any time. Okay, Okay. so if you're keeping branches and you want it to get dense, I would leave those until the wintertime. But anything you want to cut off that's going to never be there again, you can cut off any time. Okay. All right.
1: uh, Okay, in reference to uh, armarillos.
5: Uh Uh-huh. is there a certain way to make them purgate? Oh, no, that wasn't my question. It was, do I cut the blooms off to encourage more blooms or do I let them go?
0: Well, you know, you're going to get more blooms as the flower gets bigger. They may put up some more, but cutting them off is not going to help. So, you know, I would leave the blooms until they produce the seed pods if you want to produce more. And then just cut yeah. the seed pods off, let them dry, and then sprinkle them in your garden. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Jane. Thank you so much for calling and listening. Let's go real quick to Dick, and good morning, Dick. How can I help you?
1: Good morning. Live out of Winter Haven. We love your program.
0: Thank you we, so uh, much. We live
1: out of
9: Winter Haven, and we have bunches of oak trees on our property. All these little bitty, looks like trees, come hundreds come up underneath the oak trees. Is that coming off the roots, or is that coming off of acorns?
0: It could be either or. Do you mow underneath your oak trees? Yes. yes. Okay. They're probably getting nicked. Oak trees have a lot of surface roots, and they're right at the top. And if you nick those roots with your lawnmower, it's going to start to send up uh, shoots, and it's going to start to produce uh, leaves and little stems. So I would suggest that you come out from beyond the trunk and mulch underneath, create an area where you're not mowing so that those roots don't get hit. Um, If they're coming up with the acorns, then you can just um, go ahead and – you know, pull those up or mow over them. Then there's also a product called Sucker Stopper that you can put on top of your roots next to the trunk area, and that will help the tree not produce as many suckers. Okay. Okay? Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Dick. That was great. great. You too, hon. Thank you. So years ago, this text message says, the St. Peter's Times gave the paper away any day the sun did not shine. That's true. They used to do that. Really? Yeah. Any day that there was no sunshine, the newspaper was free. I just don't know how many, you know, newspapers people get nowadays. So I don't know if they still do that, but that's a great trivia question. And then my other text message is, why do people ruin crepe myrtles and cut them? Uh, I don't know. So uh, that's, you know, a question that they think that's a good way to do it. You know, you do cut crepe myrtles for good air circulation. So you want to cut off branches and and twigs and stems that are going in um, the wrong direction or that they're going to merge and and combine with another stem uh, or branch. And those you can cut off. Good air circulation. You want to make sure that you have good flow through the crepe myrtles, and that can be done at any time. Uh, But you don't need to hack them off or cut them straight. That's not a good way to do it. And, yes, you're correct. It's been proven it doesn't stimulate growth. It's not correct. So uh, that's all good. I am going to be at the Lowe's this morning from 930 to 12. That's the City of Sanford's WaterWise event where you have a, get a lot of great uh, water conservation items. And they're giving away freebies. And also, too, that, uh, you know, I can help you design your landscape. You can bring me your photographs of your pest plants. Uh, And then also to uh, yeah help you select plants for your yard. So I want to thank Sharon Fitcher with the Apopka Arts and Foliage Festival. This is their 60th year. Come and see us. We're going to be at the Plant Doctor booth. You can come by and stop by and say hello and get lots of great plants and look at the art. It's going to be a fun day. Also, a big thank you to Carol Michael for being part of the program today. Her award-winning books are a delight to read and will be a wonderful gift for Mother's Day. Lizzie, thank you so much. And Mar, you, you did a it. great job. Thank you so no much. Problem. Big thank you to everyone who listens to Better Lawns and Gardens. The callers and your textures, you're so important to us. And the Facebook fans, we really love that. We'd like to see it hit over 1,000 this week. So you can go on and review us and like us. Sharing is caring. Share- <laughs> That's so true. Thank you also to Summit Responsible Solutions, maker of mosquito bits and other environmentally responsible pest controls, Always my recommendation to anyone who asks about pet problems, pest problems, check out summitresponsiblesolutions.com. Join Lizzie and Mar and I next week. Lizzie, are you going to be here next week?
2: Nope, Boston Red Sox. Okay,
0: Boston Red Sox. Tony's going to be so jealous. Mar, yeah, you and me next week. Me. Okay, I'm Teresa Watkins. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
6: plant experts beautiful flowers and foliage a kid zone juried artists and crafters and free admission sounds pretty great right if you agree then you won't want to miss the 60th annual apopka art and foliage festival april 23rd and 24th at kitland nelson park check out the incredible flowers and foliage talk to plant doctors and learn more about conservation plus over 75 award-winning artists and crafters we'll have live entertainment great food a children's art area and more visit apopkaartandfoliagefestival.org if you're